ScoreNorth.com. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. I can say that, that I certainly believed in this group and, and, and certainly believed that we would be sitting right here with an opportunity to play for a World Series. If you don't think like that, uh, you should probably go do something else. But we, we have a heck of a group here. Very much like playoff baseball. One in, in Red Sox and the other one in Cleveland. We both we took two or three of both. And that was something that Romo and, and Nelly brought up earlier on in the season, that we're already playing playoff baseball. Said, I, I don't find it intimidating at all. I've, I've uh, been a part of many, many games in that ballpark um, and been a part of many, many great efforts in that ballpark. Uh, and winning efforts. As far as our players and, and our clubhouse, uh, I don't think any of our guys care one bit about what has happened here uh, previously. It is the Score North AL Central Champs Twin Show. Just over 24 hours, 30 hours from first pitch between the Yankees and the Twins in the ALDS from Yankee Stadium. We are live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. At least Derek Wetmore and myself, Rami Makloff, our Judd Zolgad joins us from the Big Apple, the Bronx, where he will be taking in that game, actually games one and two, Friday and Saturday. And then I forgot all about this, Judd, until we were talking about it earlier with Mackie. Yeah. The the Vikings are in town, too. This is great timing for you. you it's, fa- it's fantastic because I get to go from the Bronx Zoo to the chaos of the Vikings. <laughs> to the Vikings Zoo. Does it get any better than that? <laughs> yeah, the Viking, the Vikings Zoo, which right now is outdoing the Yankees, which is very impressive. What do you mean chaos? There's chaos. I don't know if you've heard, Derek. Is, yes. your, is your mic working? All right, there we go. It is now. Uh, I can hear it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on good, out Derek? there. I mean, right. Stefan Diggs, I'm sure he's very happy. Just a little bit, touch of the flu. It's fine. <laughs> Just a little bit of the flu. Yeah. I told Ron, Rami's got a little case of the sniffles today. I told he could probably get out of work for the next two days if he wanted to, Judd. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not faking these sniffles and coughs. So. <laughs> I'm not just throwing these in yeah, for effect. I don't know. I just, I just, I'm feeling quite like myself. I don't know. I should take a few days. Plenty more on Percy Harvard and the Vikings coming up at two o'clock on uh, Purple Daily with Matthew Collar, who was there. He was like right in front of Percy Harvin at Harvin. I saw pictures. Stephon, from you're talking about Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs. I can see oh. Percy Harvin. I can see Percy how would, you no, made I the just had a, No, I just had a Percy Harvin tweet mm. come across my timeline. Uh, he after, too got sick a lot. Yeah, and uh, apparently smoked a lot before football games. That's not that unusual. The Twitter account that's out there saying it's Percy Harvin is not Percy Harvin. Just what it. That's what just came across my timeline. Oh, that's okay, that's okay, why okay, he was okay. on my mind. So I'll just throw that out there. Uh, but we're here to talk baseball, and Glenn Perkins will be here to talk baseball at one o'clock this afternoon. I know you're used to turning on fifteen hundred scorenorth.com and scorenorth mobile app, and hearing the former Twins closer right now. Fear not, he'll be here coming up at one o'clock. But Judd, is there uh, is there electricity in the air in the Bronx ahead of the ALDS, or is there so much going on in New York that they just worry about that like around game time? Well, no, here's the problem, guys. And and I think it's um, it's taking away from the potential electricity in the Bronx, and I don't know what to do about it. But I'm sitting in my hotel room. Baldelli's going to talk. I think about uh, two thirty Eastern or so, two twenty, which of course will be one twenty your time. But here's the issue: it's raining here, 
It's raining, and so the workouts are probably going to have to all be canceled. Hmm. Rami, I don't know what you do about that. I think I, it, you could hashtag put a roof on it. I, I mean, because there's time between now and game one. Oh, um, my John, can you hear work. me rolling my eyes all the way from the Twin Cities? Hey, hey but I did see this, boys. How about the Jeez. how about the gamesmanship going on right now between uh, Mr. Baldelli and Mr. Boone? Yes. How about the NFL level? Zimmer and Shermer, two old buddies, got nothing on the gamesmanship. <laughs> at I uh, my my flight before I rushed to my hotel to do uh, Viking Vent Line, my flight landed at Lagordia, and I Derek will not be surprised at all. Immediately ran to the newsstand, dead sprint <laughs> to pick up the tabloids. Yes, had to get the post, and I had to get the post and the Daily News. Nice. And right now, right now, unless it's changed within the last few hours, we are in the dark about the Game 1 starter, not only for the Twins, which, by the way, Derek tried to get the answer from Rocco a couple days ago, but the Yankees aren't saying either. But the one thing that the Daily News does offer up is that, and I would take, this, I would take it this is true of both managers, they are obligated to announce the Game 1 starter before the workout today. So Boone actually came out in the last hour, according okay. to uh, the Twitter feeds of everybody. And let's just get right into it, um, because I-, I teased this in the tweet for the show, and we pay off teases almost immediately on the Score North Twin show. Unless it, we forget it about is, them. It is a habit Unless of Unless us older people yeah, forget about them. 40-year-old Matt can join Judd and say, yeah, I teased it and I completely forgot about it. That is a teased. habit of ours. And in this case, I'll pay it off for you. Uh, game one starter, James Paxton. Okay. Game two starter, Masahiro Tanaka. Game three for the New York Yankees, Luis Severino. Mm, interesting. So that and I tease this too in the tweet. Familiar face, Judd, who will not be on the ALDS roster, just not quite bouncing back from I think a cortisone shot he got last week. I might have that detail wrong. I, I'm, I'm pretty no, confident right. about that. You're right. CC Sabathia will not be on the ALDS roster, according to reports out of New York this morning, Judd. And that is more than fair because, and that is why Kyle Gibson's not on mine, Derek, because that is a very fair, you know, Sabathia was a great player, but he's beaten down now. Just He's just older. He's not effective. In, in Kyle's case, he's not an old player, but he certainly uh, has dealt with health problems off the field that have affected him on the field for most of this year. So I think CC Sabathia being left off to me is if I'm the Twins, what I'm doing with Gibson, which is saying, <laughs> I, I like you a lot, we're all buddies here, but playoff roster construction-wise, you're not going to be part of my 25-man roster. But going, and I think that's a very fair thing to say. Going back to what you said before we, we heard the news that, that Derek just put out there about the, the starting rotation and CC Sabathia not being on the ALDS roster, you were talking about the gamesmanship and not putting, yeah. and not putting this stuff out there. Yeah. I don't know why Aaron Boone did, to be quite honest with you. I don't know how much of an edge it gives you, but when you get to the postseason and everybody is so closely matched, I'm trying to get every edge I can, and I'm not telling you anything I don't have to tell you before I have to tell you that. I certainly wouldn't be laying out my Game 2 and Game 3 starters already. That seems unnecessary to me and like you're sort of giving the Twins something to, to prepare for rather than the unknown to prepare for. What's the deadline for these? Isn't it tomorrow morning? Tomorrow morning, morning rosters. For the roster. But, you don't, but you don't have to announce your starter until I, there's a certain amount of hours. I think it's three hours before first pitch or four oh, okay. hours before first pitch. The, the Daily News wrote uh, today in a story about this very topic that Boone will have to announce the game one starter before the, the workout on Thursday. 
So I don't know if there's a mandate there because it's a press conference that basically is attended by the national press as well as the local people here. But so my guess is that hopefully, hopefully Rocco's going to have to announce his game one starter this afternoon. But Rami's exactly right. There is no way. I don't think there's any way on God's green earth that Rocco is going to say, here's my plan for game two and three, two. I think we get game one. And, and then, yes, uh, Derek, to your point, you're right. I believe that the rosters, the 25-man playoff ALDS rosters have to be turned in by 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central tomorrow. Okay. This gamesmanship, I get it. It, I don't think it changes the series. It's, it's just, a, it doesn't matter. Like playoff baseball, as we've seen in the first two games here of the wild card games, it's about having talent, yes, and then it's about anything can happen in a one game situation. Now yep. it's a little bit different when you go to five games, but that's still not enough time to say, hey, the better team, the better pitchers, the better hitters is just always going to come out ahead like you'd probably expect in the NBA where they have that stat like best player in the series just about always wins. Don't yeah. you guys think too though that that the gamesmanship now is actually it's not necessarily who's going to start for me, it's how quickly I'm willing to pull that guy and go to my bullpen. Yeah, Joel Sherman wrote in um I think it was his column today, actually, that the Yankees have been kicking around this opener talk. But if you're mm-hmm. going with these three guys, Sherman wrote, he said, first of all, I'd go with these three guys. And then I would ask him to go for for a while, not go the distance or anything like that. But none of this five batters and you're out kind of stuff. If the Yankees are going to try to win this series against the Twins, Sherman wrote, they should ride these three starters and and ask for some length out of them. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, and with, with those three, you would assume that that would absolutely be the case. Now, Paxson, Paxson started the game against the Yankees at, at Yankee Stadium in May, if I'm not mistaken, but he got hurt in that game and had to leave fairly quickly, right? I'm trying to remember. I... He did, it was a Sunday afternoon game, and I think, he, I think he, he was coming off another injury and something went wrong, um, and I believe that he was pulled from that game fairly quickly because of that. I don't that. recall that. I mean, and you I might think be the right. Lost that game, but I don't recall it. In early May, you're talking about? Yeah, the, yeah. The he series three that they innings. In early, yeah, so he got pulled in that game after three. Not because I don't think it was because he was terrible. I think it was because he started to struggle because he, he was hurt. Oh, okay. So yeah, you're right. Then he, then he went on the injured list after that because he only yes. made two starts in the month of May. One early May against the Twins, and then not till late May, May 29th. Came, and then he came back late season and was absolutely lights out. He was fantastic for them. Now I actually kind of like the matchup. The fact that the Twins get a lefty. In Yankee Stadium, mm-hmm. they hit lefties incredibly well. Like mm-hmm. they're just a good hitting team altogether, and they get to hit first. How many pitchers scare you guys from the three from that the I just Yankees? mentioned? None. Yeah, zero. <laughs> no, no. no. Oh, I'll there. expand that question. Playoff teams. Now the Astros. Yeah, yes, two you know, of them but, at least. But yeah, as Ronnie has said a thousand times, Verlander gives up home runs, and the yeah. Twins hit home runs, and the yeah. Twins hit home runs. See, they, still scares me. Well, sure, he should, but I guess my point is the Twins are so good offensively that I don't think I don't think they look at guys' names and say, "Oh boy, no chance." We there. got a tough one today. the 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 opposing pitcher always has a tough task ahead of him. I don't care yes. how good you are; the opposing pitcher has a tough task when facing this Twins lineup. And same can be said about the Yankees. They're they're not to be taken lightly. I mean, they finished one home run behind the Twins for the most home runs in the history of Major League Baseball. So you obvi- you have two obviously very good offenses here, but I think uh, along the lines of what Judd is saying, throughout the playoffs, whichever one of these teams moves on, I don't think there's a pitcher that intimidates 
these two respective lineups, these two teams just go out and hit and don't really care who's out on the opposing mound. I in, think- C- in CC's prime, you looked at him and said, oh, really? We got to face him. <laughs> sure, this yes. is going to be. And, and the other d- uh, difference at that time, too, though, is that was a pitcher who was very much a bulldog. And so you said if he gets in a groove at all, He's going nine probably. Yeah, and 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 those those days for the most part, unless I can be proven completely wrong here, and there are a few teams that certainly let their guys go deeper than some, such as Cleveland, but there's no longer this across the board of this guy's uh, this team's got a bulldog, this team has one, this team has one. More often than not, it feels like the hook comes quicker than it does saying, ah, let's let's let the guy go, you know, the third time through. Because just because he's pitching, okay, right? And I think that there's going to be a real thing here where the Twins. Circle the pitching because we know the Yankees have big bats. That's we're just gonna skip right over that for a quick second and say, okay, but James Paxton, the guy they've already announced as their game one starter. So, I mean, theoretically, your best pitcher, the guy you're counting on to go get the postseason started for you, uh, he had to leave his last start of the season with uh, I can't remember if it was nerve irritation or nerve something, irritation in t- a glute, tightness in his glute, yeah, uh, in your butt. So, it's not like it's never good, Rami, it's not like that's gonna. <laughs> <laughs> never, it's never good, Rami. That's always a bad problem. Tightness in your butt just isn't good. So 40 is just the same as 39, we found out, Chad. Same old Rami. What did you, what did you expect? Man? Did you like, really expect? I, like I was going to wake right up yesterday mature. Matured up overnight. Now is no time to take the high road. You're right one, about man. that. You're right. So I, But look, I mean, this is a, this is a pitching staff that, they are going to count on their bullpen more than their starting staff, and I'm not saying you can't win like that. Teams win like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you even look at the Red Sox, won it last year. Like Their bullpen stepped up big for them, um, and they used some of their starters out of that bullpen. So I'm not saying that it's a death knell for the Yankees, but to just overlook the Twins, as some uh, New York radio hosts have done, uh, one big one in particular— who works at a big radio station out there where you are, Judd. I mean, it's not that he's overlooking them. He just never bothered looking at them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he also retired and unretired and really, you know. He never never bothered looking at a roster or play a game. asked Joe Girardi uh, in a phone interview. He said, so is there anything stopping a Yankees-Astros ALCS? And Girardi didn't skip a beat. He said, no. There's those two teams are going to face off with each other. It's going to be a fascinating series. And Francesca, to his credit, even gave a second chance. He said, "So this Twins team, I mean, it's not the same old Twins team, right? This Twins team does that does that scare you at all?" And Girardi dismissed him a second time. Now, I'm not saying that you know Joe Girardi decides what happens in the series. My point is, if we're going to look at the Twins and say, "Well, I'm not sure that they have the starters to get it done," we have to turn that around too and look at the Yankees and say. I don't know, man. Paxton, Tanaka, Severino coming off his injury. I think there are question marks there to be had as well. You could make the argument. I forgot who it was. Man, I, we do so many shows and talk so much Twins on Score North. I'm not even sure what show this happened on. Heck, uh, we carry the games now, Ronnie. <laughs> that's true. We oh, are your Twins games. playoff baseball. Throughout October, you can go to uh, 1500 and listen to all Twins postseason baseball, including 6 p.m. first pitch Friday night and 4 p.m. first pitch Saturday night. But somebody who joined us earlier this week on one of our Twins shows um, said that you could argue that the Twins have the two best starters in this series. Ooh, that's a hot take. I don't it's, hate it, but it's a hot Jeff, take. Do you remember who said that? No, no, I, think, I don't. Uh, I do remember. No, I it was Jason Ooh. Stark. Jason Stark said that on Mackie and Judd with well, Rami. Well, if Barrios is going well, that's that's one which could definitely be true. Now, if Paxton is the Paxton that he was 
before his um, his behind started to hurt. That was a very good pitcher. But if Barrios, to me, game one, and I want Barrios to start, but to me, you guys, game one, starting pitching-wise, is going to be so intriguing because if Barrios comes out there and shoves, and let's just say he pitches as well as he possibly can, and that doesn't mean that he shuts them out, but let's say he gives up three runs or four runs. Let's say three runs, but he goes six. That's going to set a tone to, that I think is so important and, and is so key because if you have if you have faith in Barrios now to come back potentially in a game five and and he basically takes away the concerns about is the stage too big, you know, the, the guy who in August was just so bad, if that's put aside, if that's gone, I think that changes the, the national perspective as well completely because that gives that gives you the ace that for a long time throughout the course of this year up until August you thought that you had. It's a great point. I, I'd love to see who they decide to match him up with. And and here's another question too that Rocco would never answer, but we could pose: Does it matter to you? Like, do you match up looking at the other pitcher, or are you just saying like oh, I got to get through their lineup? Their pitcher doesn't matter. Because the way I have this crafted right now, yep. I'm starting Odorizzi in Game One. And Dobnik in game two. And the Dobnik is very strategic. It's not that I necessarily think he is their second best pitcher. It's that be- between AAA and the majors this year, I think I have the stat right. It's off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. 300 batters faced for the Dobber. One home run between AAA and the majors this year. I want that guy on the mound in Yankee Stadium in and game now, two are, for as long trying- as he can go. Are you trying to get five from Dominic as well now? Because a few weeks back I said, you know, get two or three, that's fine. Yeah. Now I'm saying that's my approach. Now I'm saying though, if I feel that you are on a roll and can go five, you're getting five. I'm with you, Judd. I'm not getting cute now. I'm with you. I'm not pulling the ripcord on this guy. I'm getting super cute. I'm not pulling. No, because I think you're going to use your relievers in game one. And my whole MO here is go to New York, get a split. So if you I win game that, yeah. one, I, I guess I'm not sure it changes my mentality, but that's what I'm that's what I'm aiming for if I'm the twins. And if Dobnik's pitching well, like mm-hmm. he has over the last month, I'm I'm rolling with that guy, knowing he'll keep the ball in the ballpark and at least keep us in a game if I'm the twins. My my, my thing is this. We saw what Jake Odorizzi was to start the season. And we all sat back and went, This is great, and he's probably going to be a pretty good pitcher for this team, but there is regression on the horizon. And it came, and you had to live with it because you need pitchers over the course of 162 games. You couldn't just be like, well, he's not that guy anymore. Let's pull him. Same thing with Martin Perez. Great to start. And we all looked at it and said, this guy might be a pretty good pitcher, but there is regression coming. He's not Johan Santana. Are we all not looking at Randy Dobnak going, this is great, and he might be a very good pitcher, but there is regression coming. We have to expect that there is regression coming, right? And you can live with that in the regular season. You can't live with that in the postseason. That can cost you your that can cost you your season and your chance at a World Series if the regression comes for Randy Dobnek on the mound at but Yankee Stadium. Gone, but what if he's gone three? Cool, thanks. And, and he's given up. So he's done. So here you comes are, Sergio Romo. You are yeah. not asking any questions. No, or you're not saying, well, he's gone three and pitched well. So let's get four. Let's get five. Now, I'm not suggesting anything more than five. I, I would take five, and if it's if the Twins are very close in that game or ahead, I'm delighted. But I have really turned a corner and said, if I can get five, I'm taking five there. Now, okay, who, who starts game one for you then, Rami? I'm going Barrios game one, Dobnek okay. essentially bullpen game, game two, Odorizzi game three. 
All right, but Barrios scuffles then, and you got to go get him in the third. Are, are you now going to rest your bullpen oh, a little bit more in game no, two I, I plan, on Saturday? I plan on running my bullpen ragged throughout October. I'm my my World Series my my vision of a World Series is fueled by home runs and bullpen. That's gonna, that's that's what's going to get this team yeah, to the you, promised land. That's what gets the bomba bus the point of wearing through October is, with no explosions. I'm with Judd. I think you wear them down though. Yeah, I, I mean, think, Rogers, yeah, that's, that's a possible. That's a risk you run. Yeah, but no, no. See, I don't like that because Taylor Rogers has been fantastic, but he's proven one thing to me: he can't hack too much, and it's not even his fault. He just can't. So I'm not. If if I'm going to. If I'm going to go into this whole thing saying World Series, okay? So I'm, you know, I'm going to win a division series. I'm going to win an ALCS. And then I'm going to potentially give myself to win a World Series championship. I am going to be as smart as I can with a guy like Taylor because I proved to myself, right, Derek, in June and July, he will wear down. I feel like you've answered that question already. Like, <laughs> I, I like Taylor Rogers as much or more as than the next guy. And I don't yeah, want to pitching back-to-backs. This is not an insult to him whatsoever. Exactly. It's, knowing, it's knowing what he can handle. If I can get away with it. Now, obviously, winning a game takes priority over how he's feeling. You know, I, I should walk that sentence back. I don't want to sit him in a game that the Twins need to win just because I'm I'm nervous of how he does on seconds of back-to-backs. But I think it's pretty widely or pretty well proven over the course of these six months that when he's pitching on the second day, he's not Superman Taylor Rogers. He's just he's reliever guy with a big fastball and slider. The only way he's a lefty. The only way I don't have a short leaf a short leash with Randy Dobnak, and I have a short leash with everybody in in the playoffs. You're more Zolgad like than I am. And I'm <laughs> <laughs> what's, what, what's my role here anymore? That's good. But the only way I don't have a short leash with Dobnak, who's going to have a shorter leash than everybody else, is if he's. If he's got a big lead and you're rolling and it's the third or fourth inning and it's four nothing, five nothing, or whatever the case might be, and now you can now you can leave a few bullets in your gun and you don't have to burn a Taylor Rogers or a Sergio Romo, maybe then I'll have a short leash with him. Here's but- the problem though. That's game two. It comes on the second night. So theoretically, using your strategy here, which I think is a great strategy and we should get t shirts printed. You're relying on bombas and bullpen to get bombas you to and bullpen to November. Yeah, that's to what get fuels you, the bus. To get you to the parade, you need bombas and bullpen. Right now, that's great. But if you've already expired that bullpen or or really dipped heavily into it in game one because you didn't want to get cute, now to me suddenly you don't have as strong of a weapon to use in the second game. You see what I'm saying? Yes, and that's the risk you're going to have to run. Okay. That's that's okay. the tight. Every team. In October, has a tightrope that they have to walk somehow, some way. There is going to be risk involved with any decision that you make. To me, the lowest risk that you run is going with what got you here, and that's bombas and bullpen. I think the series is is largely. I'm not saying fully. Okay, I think the series is largely decided in how we feel about it by Barrio starting Game One and how he does. Because if he implodes completely. We're all going to say, ooh, okay, now, now you basically pitching-wise have to make the rest of this thing up starting with game two. And also, this is a guy who could have gotten you off on a great foot. But if he goes, let's say he goes six and gives up three, and now you know you can delve into that bullpen, you're going to feel pretty doggone good. So I really do think, 
I'm not saying that it's completely won or lost in game one, but I think a very important statement and feeling about the series can be made right there based on if it's Burrios Paxton, and let's say that that's the game pitching-wise, that two guys go toe-to-toe for six or for five. Yeah. That's going to give you a feeling of not only do you belong, but the one question mark delivered. Have you guys seen what's going on in Target Field right now? I guess they're handing out Homer hankies today. Oh, okay. And Did you guys hear hear the rules about this? No. no. What rules? Okay. It, they must not be drinking white claws. If there's over time, there, the Homer hanky, <laughs> the Homer hanky dates back to the '87 World Series. Yeah, yep. yeah, I remember it. When a marketing executive at the Star Tribune came up with, with the idea, and she, of course, became known as being brilliant because everyone in the Metrodome is waving, if you guys recall, white hankies. Okay, you don't because you're too... Well, Rami does. Derek does. I do remember. Yes. I take it back. Rami does, though, because he's old now. They are waving white hankies. Well, these the un- unveiling of the current day Homer hanky got some thumbs down because it's red with white... It's got white words, but it's a red hanky, and people are like, well, why not white? Doogie tweeted today, I believe it was in 2016, baseball came out and said, if you're going to do towels like that, they cannot be white. Because uh, if that many people are waving white towels, fielders, sense. fielders, I pop flies and fly balls, I'm sure, sure, could potentially lose the baseball and get hit by the baseball because they lose it in they lose the white baseball in the white hanky. And therefore, now, if you're going to do hankies or towels, they must be a different color, which is why the Twins the Star Tribune, and I think it's Cub Foods, have partnered on a red towel. Did they make any rules about the air conditioning having to be on or off at certain times of games? We don't talk about that anymore. (laughs) What do you mean when the air conditioning got reversed, like Bobby Valentine said? We don't talk about that, Statute of limitations is maybe passed That's a long time ago, Derek. I was 17 back then. I don't know what you're talking about. Judd is in New York for Twins and Yankees in the ALDS, and you can catch every Twins postseason game Right here on Score North on 1500, 6 p.m. first pitch Friday night, 4 p.m. pitch Saturday night, and post-game Score North Twins shows live with your calls on AM 1500 and the Score North mobile app. Judd, you're going to duck out and make your way over to Yankee Stadium, is that correct? I'm going to make the walk, I was told. It's a very close walk. Nice. Say Just hi a to- nice little brisk walk over to Yankee Stadium. Say hi to Rocco Baldelli for us. Oh, you know I will. He's he's thrilled to see Judd Zolgan. You know that. <laughs> and Judd, you'll be back with more from Yankee Stadium on Mackie and Judd with Rami this afternoon at 4 o'clock, correct? Absolutely. I'll talk to you guys then. Stay right. out of the New York see bars ya. until then, all right? That's, no. <laughs> Might no, be more no, interesting. No, no, I'm going right to the Bronx bars. This is going to be fantastic. <laughs> That's awesome. See you, Judd. <laughs> Thank you, Judd. Talk to you then. Uh, fantastic. That's got to be fun. Dude, this is going to be great. This is going to be a great weekend. Not only uh, is Vikings Bedlam unfolding on Sunday... Hopefully they win that game, right? But if but, they don't win that game, man, I you know what? And we'll see what the Twins do. I think the Twins. I was I was going to ask the Twins Judd, cheer you up this weekend. You know what? It'd be interesting to see win or lose what happens on Friday. How they respond to it on Saturday. I just think this is going to be such a fascinating and obviously pivotal weekend. I can't wait. This is going to be a great series. We'll hit a quick break and talk more about it. It's the Score North AL Central Champions Twin Show on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. And we'll be back right after this, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rings. Well, um, you mentioned history. History It's in the past, you know. Uh, what counts is what what we do right now, and uh, 
I don't think either of those players um, was in those history games, so um, we just have to take care of uh, what we could control. There's Nelson Cruz talking about the ALDS. Yankees Twins getting underway tomorrow from the Bronx. You can hear that right here on 1500 and Game 2 at 4 o'clock here on 1500 and throughout the postseason. As long as the Twins are playing baseball, you can hear it here on Score North. We were talking uh, potential ALDS rotations before the break. The yeah. very, very sick Stefan Diggs up on our TCL TV. Well, and look who's right over TCL his shoulder broadcast there. News. Oh, look at that. It's Bear. Matthew Collar. Good friend Matthew Collar serving up some tweets on ESPN. I was retweeting those tweets as he was tweeting them. Meta. Right? That's crazy. <laughs> uh, but we were talking about a potential ALDS rotation. Yes, we and were. I said Barrios game one, bullpen essentially started by Dobnek. Game two, and then uh, Odorizzi in game three. And Joe, listening, and we thank you for listening, tweets at Derek Wetmore, at Rami is tweeting, at Score North. says, Barrio starts game one and bullpen starts game two. Who starts games four and five? If Odo starts one and Barrio starts two, they can come back for four and five. And you shouldn't have... I, I pulled up the schedule. I thought maybe Joe has a point. Now, whoever starts game one, I'm assuming, is going to go again in game four. Right, Derek? I would probably not do that, actually. You wouldn't, because that's going to happen on three days rest, Pretty short ra- rest rather than the regular four. Pretty short rest, and you've not asked them to do that yet this season. Nobody's pitching on three days rest. So, so. you're thinking maybe two. Well, you're going Dobnek and giving him an actual start should the circumstances. All of these are actual starts in quotation marks. Right, should circumstances uh Facilitate that. I'm giving everyone you, so then an you would opportunity. Go, then you would go bullpen, like straight up bullpen game, game four, rather than your game one starter on short rest. Yep. Because I'm thinking game one starter on short rest in game four. And then game five, whoever goes in game two will have the standard four days rest. Game two is October 5th, uh, a Saturday. And then game five is Thursday, October 10th. So you have the five days in between. Whoever goes in game two will have a full rest ahead of game five. So it's, then this gets so tough because that is something I considered game two could come back. Whereas game one can't exactly come back for, for game four. Right. Right. And these are, you know, first world problems, good things to have. If you're facing the Yankees in game five of the ALDS and you have to, you're one win in New York away from punching your ticket to the ALCS. All right. You'd sign up for that in spring training. Wouldn't you You'd sign up for that in February? So I'm going Odorizzi, Dobnik, Barrios, and then I don't know if Martin Perez is the first pitcher off the mound or if he is, if you line up a righty first, so they think that if Kyle Gibson is starting and then you Wade Miley him, so if you do what the Brewers did, tried to do last year to the Dodgers, Wade Miley faces one batter, walks him, he's out of the game, and you bring in an opposite-hand pitcher to flip their lineup, the Yankees... Hit righties and lefties well, so I'm not, you know, okay. Their A lineup is a lot of righties, but they're just juggernauts. Right. So, so I don't know. Martin Perez is the person that I have written in for game four, but I will confess that with my pitching plan, that is the most challenging. Obviously could be a pivotal game in the series, but then um, Odorizzi is coming back for game five, and Barrios, who had started game three in my plan, is also available for a couple days on his quote-unquote bullpen day. He's not throwing on the side so before I, that game. He, you have him coming out of the bullpen in game five. Yep. Barrio starting game three, then coming out of the bullpen game five. Yep. And I don't know if it's a piggyback situation or if it's just 
he's available because this is his bullpen day. So if I need him for 25, 35 pitches, he's in. See, this does, looking at this schedule, and I probably should have done that before I started popping off with what my rotation would be. But looking at the schedule, I almost now want to go... Barrios, Odorizzi, or even flip that for Keep games one and in. two so that you have those bullets to fire to start games four and five. Yep. Even if one of them is on short rest. Yep. It's And it, then sandwich in the Dobnak slash bullpen game for game three. That is the big thing. It, that is the most challenging part to figure out here because I specifically, when I was designing this, specifically wanted Dobnik in Yankee Stadium. I specifically wanted that. And it sounds counterintuitive. He's a rookie. He started in like the Florida State League and he's just ascended up the ladder. But he doesn't seem like a guy who gets rattled to me. And I'm kind of putting faith in that if I'm the twins that my my intuition being, there is right. I think being right. an Uber driver is scarier than pitching at Yankee Stadium. Have well, you seen what Uber drivers have to deal with? Have you read some of the horror stories of what Uber drivers have to deal with? That was the uh, Bob's Burgers episode I watched last <laughs> night when he becomes an overnight taxi driver. That's a great episode. There's some real challenges that <laughs> so come good. with that. So good thing Judd's in walking distance. It doesn't have to be one of those Uber stories. That's exactly right. I would love for Judd to be a difficult Uber passenger. I can see it. <laughs> How about the guy who didn't give Randy Dobnik five stars? What gives? Yeah. I mean, what did he do? I want to know. I want to know, too. As as a former Lyft driver, I would like to know if I got why I didn't get five stars. I was a great driver. That's a good, That's a good like, long-form thing this winter. How long were you a Lyft driver for? Six months. How many people vomited in your car? In Zero. Six? Really? Good Zero. on you. Good. Yeah, very good luck, dude. I did. I didn't drive during... I understand during, that's a problem. I didn't drive during the drunky hours. Oh, okay. So 11 to 2 was a no-go for this guy, mainly because... <laughs> Guess what I was doing from eleven to two. Drinking. So yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> <I thought> you, <laughs> you sitting behind the glass. I thought you were going to say running a board somewhere. He was grinding. Get, he was getting driven around by other Lyft drivers exactly. at that time. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's the Homer Simpson line: "The you're, you're driving for Lyft so that you can buy White Claws, so that you don't have to drive for Lyft." Eleven to two. Exactly. What where it was. Homer sells the grease off the bacon. And I get my money from grease. Where's the problem? <laughs> Another great episode. Man, I'm full of them. Today. Yeah, you are. I don't watch a lot of movies, but like I'm right there with you on The Simpsons, Bob's Burgers, Archer. So I think I changed my Talk mind. To me. Did I change your mind for you? No, the tweeter changed my mind oh. for me. <laughs> Who I, was it? Tweeter? I want I want Barrios and Odorizzi available for games four and five should you need them. Tweeter Joe changed your tweeter mind? Tweeter Joe, yeah. That is, I mean, that's the whole math. I, I, I asked somebody the other day, I said, hey, so... Set me on the straight and narrow here. If I'm wrong, just tell me I'm an idiot so that when I write this and when I talk about it on the radio, I don't sound like as big of an idiot as I usually do. I said, I'm looking at this over the last couple of months and I want to see performance from pitchers and how they get right left out. And it matters to me their results and and kind of nothing else like status with the club or, you know, stuff or anything. I I throw all of that out the window because this is the playoffs and you just need to win tonight. And the person said, well, I wish it was that simple because then we'd get it done in a night and call it a day. We'd be done here. We'd figure out our pitching plan. I got news for you. It's not that simple. So for whatever it's worth, the Twins are considering factors that, I mean, this is just scratching the surface. Where the games are. How you perform against right, left, starter, reliever, length, time of game, uh, days of rest, how you're performing on short rest, home runs. I couldn't sit here and name all of the factors that the Twins are considering because I, I, I bet you it goes a lot deeper than what we're getting into. 
they might still come to the same conclusion, the same answers. Days of rest matter, but they're uh, they're diving pretty deep on this. When we convene tomorrow at noon, will we know the starters for? Well, will we know the starter for game one? We That's, better. And beyond, will we know anything beyond that? They have to give us their roster, I think, tomorrow morning. The roster morning. we'll know tomorrow morning. Yeah. So that's good. We'll have some stuff, to, some meat the on starter, that bone. I think the starter, they can leave that hanging. Didn't Judge just say three hours uh, before first pitch? Yeah. So <laughs> you might be starting the drive time show before we know who's starting game one. I, I Honestly, I hope we I hope we don't know. I hope he waits till the very last second. Yeah, and Aaron Judge is sitting there quaking in his boots wondering who it's going to be. We're going to hit a quick break, and then uh, on the other side... We were we're gonna hear from a, a guy who was in a twins uniform the last time they were in the, well not the last time they were in the postseason that was twenty seventeen uh, yeah he wasn't on the seventeen team but before that twenty ten he's been in a twins uniform in October and we'll hear from him next right after this is he score north AL Central champs twins show on fifteen hundred scorenorth.com and the score north mobile app and live from Bombasota the land of ten thousand score north download Declan Goff here Stefan Diggs is back at practice. But he did admit there is truth to all rumors. We have Courtney Cronin on ESPN right now. Matthew Collins coming up with Purple Daily. We got a sickness from Rami. Rami, who's actually sick. Stefan Diggs told reporters he was sick. Is that what sick sounds like to you? Is that what you're sick? Is that what you sound like when you're sick? Rami might be feeling a little ill. Okay. I'm a little alarmed. Get well, that checked to, out. You have to exaggerate a little bit when you're faking Calling sick. your oh, boss. Yeah. Okay. Except when he calls his boss, he stands in front of cameras and goes on SportsCenter. Right. Good for him. It's a good gig if you can get it. Score North is your home for Twins postseason baseball. You'll be able to find all Twins playoff games right here on Score North on 1500 tomorrow with first pitch at 6 o'clock, 4 p.m. first pitch on Saturday. Also, be sure to check out our Score North Twin Shows live with your calls on AM 1500 and on the Score North mobile app. Also, we're doing a 10,000 home run challenge, Bombas Away for 10K. If you can predict who hits the first playoff home run for the Twins, you'll be entered to win $1,000. And if that home run happens to be a grand slam, the prize jumps to $10,000. Unfortunately for Derek, Rami, and I, we are not eligible for Confirmed. that. Confirmed. Yep, that was a bummer. I asked somebody just in case because 10 Gs is 10 Gs. 10 Gs is 10 Gs. I could I could use another raise. I, I would like one. Uh, 10 Gs is It's pretty easy Gs. to enter. Just download the Score North mobile app on Apple or Android, register on the app, enter through listener rewards. It's that easy. Now back to the Score North Twin Show on 1500. He's right. It, it, uh, you know, it's our history. It's the, it's the mid-2000s. Um, you know, I, obviously this is two entirely different teams. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's Twins fans' history. There's no question about that. And it's uh, and it's pretty recent history in their minds. There is Michael Kadire joining Mackie and Judd with with me, Rami, so uh, a couple days ago here on Score North on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app talking about this uh, upcoming series against uh, the New York Yankees. So there, great. Right? I love the perspective. Um, because he was on those teams that were great and talented, and just there was always just one thing. And spoiler alert: we've got we pre-taped uh, Justin Morneau for Glenn Perkins on baseball today, coming it's up, coming at, up 1 o'clock, at one o'clock. Yep, right here on Score North, uh, wherever you're listening to this right now. <laughs> you can. There's so many ways to listen. If it's live, it's coming up next. If you downloaded it from your app, then it's awesome. coming whenever you want it. It's the next it's one. Very convenient. <laughs> it's right up next. It's the wave of the future. So he said, and I love the the way that he put this. Like he kind he kind of mentioned that each one of those teams came up just just a little bit short. Like, Morneau was just a kid in 04. In 06, 
Liriano got hurt. That's just that's just a game changer. That team could have won the World Series. In fact, a lot of people think should have won the World Series in 2006 before Liriano got hurt. 2009, 2010, like you can you can always go back and find and Morneau didn't play in those series. You can always find something that Morneau said where you're kind of like a piece short. So I loved that insight. Um, I'll save the rest of it because he's got some really great stuff too. But I love hearing it from it's not just us. It's not just it's not just media. It's not just fans saying like, oh, pff, no big deal. Ah, oh, no, just like false bravado. And you can just overcome the Yankees. You just do it. But then when players on the current Twins and recent Twins uh, a very recent history say that same thing, so much more believable. And you hear those words from Michael Kadire, from Justin Morneau, from Tori Hunter, from Glenn Perkins, and you think, oh, yeah, okay. So this is how they're thinking about it. Well, cool. If there is one missing piece on this current Twins team, I don't think I'm surprising anybody anybody by saying they might be one starter short. Going back to our conversation last segment about how you piece together. You're talking about the Yankees? No, the, this Twins team. Oh, the yeah, Twins. This twins team. Oh, oh, funny though. Same story. <laughs> funny thing that. Uh, <laughs> they might be one starter short. Yeah. If and, there is a missing piece. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's going to come down to Bombas and Bullpen, like you said. Um, I think that's that's pretty well agreed upon at this point. I, I'm just like you hear Nelson Cruz talk about it and Nelson Cruz doesn't just say words to fill up airtime. Right. That's one thing I've learned about Nelson Cruz this year. It, he'll, he'll sometimes get a question that's like, can you talk about um, resiliency? And he doesn't quite know what to do with it. Cause he's like, what you, you want me to just chew on the fat? Like right. what do you just give you 10 seconds? But if you ask him a question about, a specific baseball thing or a specific trait in one of his teammates or, you know, what he's, what he's, what wisdom he's able to impart on players who are 10 years younger than him and much less experienced. He's great. He's a fantastic, just a fountain of knowledge. And so when you, when you see Nelson Cruz get up on that, that stage the other day with Mitch Garver and say, yeah, this is what happened in the past is in the past. Now what happens? And I'm paraphrasing Mitch Garver here. You got five games with the Yankees and you try to win three of them. That's the goal. Like, period, full stop. It's all this history and drama and Yankee Stadium, ghosts and blah, 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 blah. That's just talk radio filler. So it's all it is. That's like when you get the Parmesan cheese and there's a little bit of sawdust in it. Right. It's not fully, it's not all pure <laughs> cheese. You don't want some of that impurities taken out. If you want the impurities taken out, good baseball team in New York, good baseball team in Minnesota. They both had a lot of home runs. Starting pitching question mark. Right. And awesome back ends of the bullpen. That's what this series is for me. Speaking of this current Yankees team, we asked Michael Kadire what he thought of these Yankees. You know, the thing is, is the Yankees are good. They've been good. They're good this year. They were good when we played against them. And you got to beat good teams in the playoffs. And the 2019 Yankees is no exception. But you know what? We're pretty good, too. And, um, you know, it's going to be a fun series. We're going to go out there. Obviously, I don't think any of these guys are worried about what happened uh, in 2010 and in 2005 and in 2003. I don't think any of them are worried about that. Um, They're just going to go out there and play the game. That was a – I mean, that's a stock answer. 
If I'm being really honest, I mean, and that's why you laughed when he said it, because we all know this. I mean, yeah, they're good. It's that's a good baseball team. The, the clarity and the honesty is what I appreciated. If I can spin that positive, <laughs> they're good. He's right. The thing about the Yankees is that they're good. They're usually good. The thing that I have pushed back against for like six weeks now, and you're probably tired of hearing it, Rami. We talk. We. I say we. I don't mean like the royal we. I mean like you all in the national media. Right. You people. <laughs> Talk about you people. the American League as if it's the Astros and the Yankees and thanks for playing everybody else. And I just think that's off base. Because what Kadair continued to go on to say, the non-stock part of his answer was, the thing about the Twins is they're, they're all so good. good. This is a good baseball team. You don't win 101 games by accident. You don't have a bullpen turned on and just hit the gas in the last six weeks by having rejects out there. They've got four or five great arms that they can trust late in games, and they hit more bombas than any club in Major League Baseball history. Those are just facts. So to talk about this series as if it's just like the Twins are a speed bump on the way to the Yankees facing the Houston Astros in the ALCS, frankly, I think it's disrespectful to the Twins. It's disrespectful to the Tampa Bay Rays. Those are two good baseball teams that are going to put up a fight. It, are they are they favorites? I would probably not. If you're if you're handicapping this for betters, maybe they're not. But I agree with Michael Kadire. The Twins are also a good baseball team. It's pretty rare that I go into any MLB postseason and think somebody has a vast, vast, vastly greater chance of winning a World Series than the rest of the field. It's so random. I mean, baseball as a whole is random. But if and again, I, I I brought this up a few times over the last couple of weeks. You know, Saris had an article at the Athletic talking about what predictors there are for the postseason. A lot of good predictors for the regular season and what's going to happen over a large sample size of 162 games. There are almost no reliable predictors for the postseason. They just do not exist. Baseball is so random, and the sample size of postseason baseball is so small, it's borderline impossible to say one team has a definitive edge over any other team come October. And the results play that out. Declan pointed out yesterday that how many teams, how many wild card teams did he say were in the World Series before we changed to this current... Yeah, it was like from 2002 to 2014, yeah. it was 6 of 11 or 6 of 13, something. I think something. from 02 to 11, five wildcard teams won the World Series. And then since the new format, I believe the Royals, they won a World... I th- they went in 2015, uh, 2014 as a wildcard. In 2015, they won their division. So I think there's been a couple Worlds, World Series teams that have come out of the new wildcard format as well. So that that plays out what we're saying here that there isn't really there isn't a Goliath come postseason usually occasionally teams come by that are, that that break that norm but usually you don't have a Goliath in in the Major League Baseball postseason. Kind of curious if the new baseball paradigm, if you want to call it that, if that changes anything, if the fact that now the game is player development. Intelligent trade acquisition, drafting, and then get a guy into your system and watch him flourish. Like Nick Anderson, last night pitching for the Rays. That's not the Nick Anderson that the Twins wrote off. He was in their system. Right. But trade him away, and then he became Nick Anderson in all caps. And that happened. State's own Nick Anderson. It's very good. And one of us. One of us, not just a Husky. He, uh... 
didn't just attend this uh, wonderful state for the great baseball that they had in the St. Cloud area. That was that was not his reason for coming. But here's my point. In the in the, the modern era when it's um, home runs, strikeouts, velocity, uh, rest and recovery, and the old cliche, draft and develop, trade and develop, acquire and develop. Mm-hmm. As teams get awesome at that and you start to separate the haves from the have-nots, I, want, I wonder if you will see juggernauts. I wonder if, if you see the, the Dodgers take off here on a dynasty or the Yankees take off on a dynasty or the Twins take off on a dynasty. I think you do see teams come along, like I said, that, that will that break that norm. And our, the Astros would be on that right, list. And our actual dragons that need slaying. Our actual <laughs> Goliaths versus the rest of the field being Davids. Did but you see that's getting some legs? I did. MLB.com picked that up. MLB.com's calling the Yankees the dragons. It all started here on Score North. Dave St. Peter joining uh, Mackie and Judd with Rami. From humble Team beginnings. Effort. Team effort from everyone around. Humble, humble beginnings. Got guys like Declan making the audiograms, getting them out there. That's how like 90% of the stuff gets picked up. <laughs> that MLB.com editor wasn't catching the 415 yeah. segment. You're the real MVP is what we're saying, Declan. Well, I'm a millennial who loves being praised, so I really appreciate it. Guys like you and Seth. <laughs> well, not Seth so much, but you, Declan. Exactly. I'm just kidding. I'm wow. kidding. I'm kidding. Total team effort. Here at Score North, and Dragon, our team man. includes Glenn Perkins. Yes, and another hour of Twins playoff baseball talk Super coming fun. up with the former Twins closer next. And you can hear every Twins postseason game right here on Score North. Six p.m. first pitch Friday night, four p.m. first pitch Saturday night. Tune to fifteen hundred. Also, don't forget the ten thousand dollar home run giveaway. If you can predict who hits the first home run for the Twins in October, you're entered to win a thousand dollars. If that home run happens to be a grand. Slam that prize jumps to ten thousand dollars. Get the Score North mobile app, register, enter through listener rewards, and you have a chance to win up to ten thousand dollars. For Derek, I'm Rami, and Declan saying thanks for listening to this hour of the Score North AL Central Champs Twins Show. Glenn Perkins coming up next on fifteen hundred ScoreNorth.com and the Score North mobile app. My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit FederatedInsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. 